Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. You're listening to the Irish Times Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. On this morning's episode, we'll be joined by two remarkable women who are championing women's rights in their native Gaza in southern Palestine. Mona Al-Shawa and Hala Rizik travelled to Dublin recently with Trokra to share their stories and paint a picture of what life is like in what they describe as an open jail. Growing up in Gaza, they've witnessed uprisings against the occupation of Palestine and they've watched on as their city remains under siege for years upon years. They've also grown up in a society with no equality, forced marriage and no laws to protect women from violence. It's also forbidden to speak about sex, contraception and abortion. In light of all this, Mona and Halla show incredible bravery as they use their voices to protect and defend women in Gaza. Halla works in the area of gender-based violence, which is a major issue there, while Mona is the director of the women's rights units of one of Troker's key partners in the region, the Palestine Centre for Human Rights. We'll hear all about their lives, the pain, the suffering and about how, above all, they wish to live their lives, as all of us do, with dignity. Getting out of Gaza at the moment is actually really difficult, so we were lucky to have them in the studio to share their stories with us. Mona, for our listeners, can you paint a picture of where you're coming from? And we're going to talk a lot about the daily experiences of life for women in your situation, but give us, paint us a bit of a picture there. Thank you. It's our honor to be here in Ireland for the first time coming from Gaza. Uh, we are uh, from Gaza, um, Gaza, uh, Palestine, uh, the south part of Palestine. And um, um, we live under occupation. Gaza um, has been under occupation since 1967. And then we have, uh, after the Oslo Agreement, we have the Palestinian Authority in 1993. And uh, um, unfortunately, even after the, the authority came, still the occupation control every single details of our life, like the sea, the border, even the product. And we are under siege since 13 years now. Uh, this this siege is not allow us. To, there is a, a, a obstacles to move out of Gaza. You know, we were re- very lucky to manage to co- to come to Ireland and uh, visit to and to move outside of Gaza. It's really very hard for people to be out of Gaza because of the blockade. And we have a lot of uh, problems with regarding the humanitarian life. We have a lack of electricity. We have a lack of clean water. And uh, we have uh, even a, a lack of a treatment, medicine. We came from a very uh, hard situation and very complicated actually picture, yes, and black picture. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. And I know some of the purpose of your visit is to get that respite and to get a bit of space yes. um, to think and to not be under siege uh, yes. as you are so much in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I want to talk to you about how that affects women particularly, because I think uh, occupied place um, and the conflict situation does have a different impact on yes. women. So, Mona, what would you say that difference is for women? We keep saying that the Palestinian women are double victims. They are a victim from uh, being uh, under occupation and has been affected with the, all the occupation, uh, as all the civilians, people who live in Gaza and in the West Bank. And uh, also we are a victim of the patriarchal society and uh, from the discrimination in our society. There is no equality. Unfortunately, our society is based on discrimination. Still, we have a lot of problem uh, like early marriage, violence against women, forced marriage, and all of these issues. We still have this. And unfortunately, we don't have a, a, a good laws for women to protect her from violence and family law. So, and we do believe all the time that women are paying the price all the time in the conflict and in the peace. Because in the conflict life, she's the one who is responsible for everything to take care of the children uh, during the offensive of Gaza. Gaza has three offensives. Uh, from the Israeli uh, military uh, in 2009, in 2012, and 2014, 15 days under attack. Thousands has been killed. You know how many women became a widow, and she w- and and how ma- how many women lost the children. How many women became disabled also. So this is really, uh, uh, of course, we all know that uh, this has affected mo- women more than uh, men in, in the conflict. And, and Mona, tell me about your own story growing up in Gaza. Then, and I'll come to you, Helen, in a minute with the same question. But what was your childhood like, and when did you first to sort of realize that these Jews things, mm. the occupation and the patriarchy were, you know, impacting on your okay. life. Uh, I'm basically from Gaza. Uh, I'm born uh, in 1974. I'm 45 years old now. And uh, I'm aware that I have uh, three children. Uh, I raised up in Gaza. All my life was in Gaza. Just to study uh, my university in outside in West Bank. Um, actually, when I grew up in my teenager, it was the first intifada. The first intifada, it was the first uprising against the Israeli occupation. I opened my eyes and try to, to try to uh, discover my identity, why we are doing this, uh, uh, what's our rights, and why we should keep resist, why we should keep what we need to end this occupation, we need to, to feel in, to live in, in dignity. And after that, uh, I graduated from university. My background is sociology. And start working in human rights and women's rights. I do believe uh, in human rights and women's rights, actually, um, women are in need uh, to have voices to defend her, to have to be beside her. You know, when when I was um, uh, young, I thought that we are in a good uh, society. We don't have problems. We are good. No one violated women. But then I discovered this is not reality. Society is discriminated. Women. There is a forced marriage. There is early marriage. There is violence against women. There's sexual violence. We have all type of violence, actually, as any society in the world. But actually, because you are living under this whole circumstances, um, a very hard situation, everything is closed. You know, I don't know if you read or hear about these uh, reports about Gaza. They keep call Gaza that the un, uh, open air jail. Uh, or an open-air prison, all of the two million people 
together in this very small area and under blockade and under pressure. And how could this life happen? And of course, I know that women are the most affected um, groups in in our society. Mm -hmm. So I I love my work. I do believe and I belong to these women. I... One of my uh, things, I was excited to come to Dublin and Ireland to exchange the experiences, to speak to the Irish women. And also, I hold all the voices of women from Gaza. To, to, I, I, maybe I have the chance to speak on behalf of them, to let you know about our suffering, our pain, about our human uh, being. You are, we are normal people. We have dreams. We have hopes. We have. Uh, we want to de- to live in dignity, and I do believe also women are women wherever. You can understand us because we're sharing the same pain. I think we all agree with you on that on the Women's Podcast. Thank you very much, Mona. The Irish Times Women's Podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition. Sumptuously smooth, dark chocolate. Hala, what about your experience growing up um, in Gaza? Um, actually, I uh, I was born in 1977, and I'm, I'm 43. I'm married with uh, four children. Uh, yeah, I, I'm considering as one of the lucky girls at that time when I I was born and growing up because my mother was working. Uh, she was a principal of a school, so we um, we consider as a good uh, uh, a good finance uh, life. We we have a good finance life in comparison with other people uh, who living with, with us and attending the same schools because you know uh, Gaza is have seventy percent of the population are refugees served by UNRWA. Uh, um, but even though that this is yani, because when we talk about economic situation, we uh, we we can talk about anything else. So it's uh, it's uh, the solution for everything. Finance issues is the solution for everything. So I consider myself as one of the luckiest uh, girls at that time. But unfortunately, with this uh, situation, also I subjected to violence uh, because of the culture, of the traditions, of the customs in this uh, in this area of uh, of the land uh, we are suffering from the patriarchal uh, thoughts and families i forced to study pharmacy in the in the college i don't want li- I, I don't like pharmacy and i don't want to study there but my father uh, uh, forced me to do that so i considered that uh, this is the fir- at that moment i i recognized what the means of violence uh, against girls and women. And I start to look around myself uh, and to the women around me, to the girls around me. Um, I, I suffering from the violence to force me to study, but the other women suffering from other types of violence, then, which is uh, much higher and much uh, uh, harder. Um, so I take my decision at that time. I will finalize the, uh, studying at the university because my father wants this. But uh, during my studying, I was a volunteer in many different uh, f- uh, women organization. Uh, I, I learning a lot about uh, gender, GBV, uh, women rights, um, reproductive and sexual health, which which is forbidden to talk about 
something like this to talk about the reproductive and sexual health for women. So to talk about contraception or abortion or any of those things. Yes, it's forbidden to talk abortion? about it. Oh. It's, it's, it's not acceptable at all to talk about this. So, uh, I But abortion be, presumably happens just illegally. Illegally. Because it happens everywhere because it's women need to have abortions, right? Yes. But, yeah. but many concepts are related to religion. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, so, sometimes we stuck in many things that when we ask women to have uh, to to think about birth control, they will say they will say to us, no, actually, this is haram. Haram means that it's forbidden in Islam. And they understand there is many things related. They thought that it's related to religion. And for them, religion, you shouldn't speak about it. It's a taboo. Taboo speaking about sex, about religion. And this is, you know, a, a, forbidden area to touch touch and to uh, speak. But Hala, back to you, you're wearing a hijab there. So presumably you are uh, part of the religion. You you are a religious person. Yes, uh, yes, I am. But I I, I think I have um, a mind. And also even my father forced me to to study and make some violence against me. But he was an open mind man. uh, And I was lucky to have like a like this father. So he he, he, uh, let let me take my decision in the the other things. Some specific points he he insists on it. But the others, for example, wearing hijab, it was my choice to wear the hijab. Uh, studying things about the religion and why I studying re- religion and go deeply because I know our religion Islam is carrying many things uh, for benefits of, of women which is not recognized and not known by the community uh, actually the problem in our community that we have some traditions and customs the people is, is, they start to talk it about it as a religion mm-hmm. issues but it is not religion issues no, the religion carry many different things with, uh, for the benefits of women. So because of that, maybe I need to study in this regard or to know more about this regard in order to uh, to negotiate, to uh, to convince the people that I are taking the traditions and customs uh, and put it in the pattern of religion. So I finished my uh, my uh, my pharmacy college, my study in the university, and I directly I worked uh, as a, a project coordinator with a, a small uh, CBOs called the Palestinian Family Planning and Protection Association. It was working with the re- reproductive and sexual health. And actually, it was يعني, the, the, the most important thing or the, the most different thing that any woman can do it. Uh, actually, I remember, well, I have uh, like a, a lecture uh, in the university. I, I presented uh, about uh, the uh, sexual health. Uh, and uh, when we when we launched uh, this, we, we, we advi- ad- put the advisor in, in this cell uh, in the wall. Uh, and I, I entered the, the class. I found like 200 people waiting for me to present this uh, topic, sexual health. They considered maybe they think that they they want to, to watch some sex movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> and when I start talking about the sex uh, sexual health and the importance of sexual health and so on, so they they start to to move out from the the, the, the class, and then the, they they remind very few people who understand this. This is for me, and I follow with the, with my career, and um, I'm self learner, uh, and many of the women in Gaza are self-learner because we haven't uh, opportunities mm. to, to do many things 
to 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 do our dreams our hopes so most of the, of us uh, yani became self learner about what we uh, to to search for our idea as mona mona said so I start to, to keep working in different organizations. Nowadays, I'm a gender specialist and a feminist activist. In, in, yeah, I mean, I do. I, mean, I really love to hear that, uh, Hala, because I reference your hijab again. I don't want to keep going on about it. But I think a lot of people don't think women who wear hijabs can be feminist. There's a thought out there. <laughs> do you know? I'm sure you get that. <laughs> yes. But can you explain to us why it's possible to wear a hijab and be feminist? Uh, yes, as I told you, يعني, it's not, no, no, there is no contradiction between the two things because uh, uh, we are a human being. Uh, uh, so even wearing, wearing hijab or not wearing, but the, there is something here inside and here inside. And you can... In your brain. Uh, pointing uh, to. Yes, uh, you can uh, direct it uh, in the direction that you want. Uh, my mother also wearing hijab and she's a feminist activist and she is an advocate for... An Nowadays, she's 77 years and she advocates for elderly people's rights uh, and going to demonstration in, in the streets. And as you said, Yeni, sometimes uh, the, the, the stereotype of feminist women or feminist activists is to being like uh, uh, free without hijab going in the, the streets and so on. But also, as I told you, even in our religion, there is many things who support, which support women's rights and so on. I understand, on. but I suppose for us, and I think this is a particular perception problem for us um, looking at different countries sometimes, we see, we can often see the hijab as a, as a sort of a subjugative thing where women are repressed and therefore they can't they can't have their hair running free. They, they have to make themselves into a certain type of person because men will lose the run of themselves if, if they see a woman. And, and that's kind of what, what we sometimes maybe mistakenly understand. And of course, there are some women who don't want to wear the hijab who are forced to wear it as well. It's like you obviously have a choice. That's lovely. You do it because you want to. But there is an issue. I mean, am I... Is there? Is it? Do you understand what I'm saying, yes, Mona? Yes, You're nodding at me, Mona. Uh, <laughs> would you, do you I see? think it's um, it's sort of believing something, and sort of also sometimes yes, it's because of the culture. I do agree with you. Sometimes most of the women are wearing a hijab because it's a culture, because it's um, it's uh, it's um, it, it it will be a stranger for a, a strange for a woman to not wearing a hijab. But but we used to not wearing a hijab actually. Maybe if you look at around all the Arab countries around us, uh, in Egypt and Jordan, and even in Lebanon and Syria, most of them are wearing a hijab. This has not happened before. Maybe this is after 90. But before, you will keep seeing women not wearing. And even yeah. in Gaza, West Bank, wherever they were. So why is that, Mona? That's why I'm asking. Yes, why, why before because did women not have the to? Islam, and now? The Islamic movement. The right. Islamic Islam. movement, a change in all the countries, in all the neighbor uh, countries, even it's not in our country, not be because of we have Hamas, the Islamic uh, de facto government in Gaza, all of the women are. No, if you look to Hebron, to, uh, to Nablus, even other Palestinian cities, I mean, or in the countries like uh, uh, Cairo, uh, Egypt, uh, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, most of them are, uh, all of these countries has covered, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's sort of the, the Islamic movement uh, and how is it increasing. But I do believe that when I, I totally agree with Hala, if I hear a choice, I totally respect, but I hate forcing. Uh, for me, I, 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 I felt this is it's sort of believing how I believe my relation with my God, it's, it's something with myself, not with the others. 
It's not their business. So why don't you wear a hijab? Because I I do believe this is uh, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I I do believe that my re- my relation with God is not uh, should be uh, proved by by covering. But I, you believe, Hannah, that your relationship with God is proved by covering? No, but it and it's because it's already mentioned in our uh, in our religion. But it's uh, I'm totally agreeing with Mona. I love that uh, you both respect <laughs> each other's <laughs> yes, views on this. I, I even there was an argument last time about a poster with uh, with a woman wearing a niqab. And uh, with others, Palestinian women, that to show the varieties of how is the Palestinian women look, like wearing hijab, niqab, or not covering. There is many varieties. Yeah. Uh, and there is was a, I, an, I, an argument. Is it uh, we should put a woman in niqab? Okay, it's sort of... A kneecap uh, is the full covering. No, a kneecap uh, is... Only, you only can the, see uh, yes, the eyes, just yes, explain yes. to people. We have, yeah. we have women in Palestine wearing yeah. niqab, yes. Like Saudi Arabia, like the women in Gulf. Yeah. You know how they look. Uh, we have it. So we totally respect for my... my uh, I am myself, I totally respect every choice for women, but to be her choice. Yeah. I respected totally. And I, I, but they also should respect me if this isn't my choice. Sometimes you feel in society, mm, they will not accept you because I are different. Yeah. But what we are struggling to, I, and what I do believe that should do, is to pr- prove to, the, to my society, you should, you should accept that we are not the same. Yeah, that women are allowed to have different yes. views and yes. be different people, yes. wear different things, believe in different things. And even as a Muslim woman, but you those choices see this. are very limited, and and you are you know yes. suppressed in that way. You are told that you should be this kind of woman, and that's the problem. Let me talk to you about your work then, Mona. Um, just for the next few minutes, what are you doing? What are you both doing to try and? It's such a huge um. Problem. I mean, you've got the patriarchy, you've got the Israeli forces, you're in this open air prison. How is it possible to help women in that situation? Oh, we are really living under very complicated situation and very hard circumstances, and with, which makes our work even harder, and which makes us sometimes really frustrated and fed up. Uh, but we shouldn't give up. Of course, we should go on. Um, actually, I'm coming from a human rights organization, partnered with Trocra since long time, and we are honored and proud of this uh, 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 partnership with Trocra. And um, a human rights organization um, taking uh, the most program is to monitoring and uh, uh, documenting the violation from the occupation and from the Palestinian Authority also with regard to freedom of uh, movement, freedom of uh, thoughts, uh, um, uh, with with all type of violations, uh, I mean. And we have field workers, we have reports, we have advocacy program to, uh, to let uh, the world and the international community know about what we are having here of violation, war crimes, uh, how how they deal with us as a civilian people uh, under a, a collective punishment. We keep call, this is a collective punishment. So uh, we have different units, but my unit, um, I'm working with women's rights unit. Women's rights unit, they established in 1997. I was a new graduate when I started, and um, really it's my... It's a great opportunity to start working in a human rights organization and uh, to believe my work as a women rights defender in Gaza. It's not an easy work, as I told you, but the most focus of our work is providing legal assistance for women, especially with related to the Sharia court. The Sharia court, I mean, it's a, the religious uh, court 
because we have a, a religious law with regard to marriage, divorce, inheritance and custody. So, But this is all to keep women down. This is all to make sure women are weaker than men uh, and that they are shadows, they are possessions rather than human beings in their own unfortunately, rights. Unfortunately, one of our uh, aims was to make advocacy to change the law, to have an equal rights. You know, we can't, uh, we can't speak that we need a civil law for family law because it is like, oh, this is high expectation. Just we need an, a, a good laws. We have a different experience from the Arab countries, our neighbors, and they change it and became modern. In, like Tunisia, Morocco has a very good example. And even in the Indonesia as a Muslim country, they have and all this coming from Islamic uh, religion. But um, unfortunately, we have very old one since 1954. Can you imagine? Since long time. And our advocacy work to have equality and have better law for women, um, unfortunately, affected by the political division between Gaza. So and it's Gaza. been held back yes, because of the situation. Because, yes. Mm-hmm. And we have no parliament. It is stopped. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, our, so it's really uh, difficult to make any progress yes. in that situation. Um, Hala, for you, I'm interested in what um, your family and friends think of your work because you're in reproductive health, gender, all those things that are, you know, women should be at home making the, the dinner, really, shouldn't they? So what, what reaction do you get? And uh, yes, actually, yani, uh, it's different from uh, from people to another. If, uh, some of them are, for example, my husband, my my family. Is he a feminist? My, uh, yes. Your husband is a feminist. Yes, okay, yes, good. and he's the the most supporter for me, and he's the 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 best one. <laughs> All the time, the only word he can say. Go, Hala, go, you can do it. Oh, go, Hala, go, so you great. can do it. And also, I mentioned she's yesterday. Lucky, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I consider the lucky, and some of the uh, very little women who who has husband like this. Very even, few women are in that very position. Very few yeah. women uh, who has the husband like this. Even the women who are working in the feminist uh, party or, or uh, women organization, uh, most of them also subjected to violence. Even they are talking in violence and, and uh, against violence, but they are themselves are subjective because it's our traditions our customs all the time uh, women considered as the, as the weakest uh, yeah. cycle in the chain uh, and put all the things all the burden on uh, on the woman's shoulders but actually uh, this is what what we any yani most of our uh, women organization and feminist activists work to do to advocate toward this uh, the women rights but because we believe in in things that change any change in the in the world uh, faced by resistance even this positive change mm. and the other one is any change need time yeah so we are working and working we we achieve a, a, a little achievement but yeah. we we will not gave up we will continue and and Hala I, I just think you're both amazing Mona you're <laughs> nodding away there and you've something to say on that persistence the fact that you have to keep going even though only tiny changes are made it's, yeah, it's I weird. mean I'm just listening to you and I'm going mad thinking how angry I would be if I had to live there do you not get really frustrated of course we're really frustrated maybe one of the purpose of our trip that our uh, uh, partner Trokra uh aim to give us the space to look after ourselves, to look inside ourselves and to give us a space to raise our voices, yeah, and share our experiences with the Irish women and Irish organization here and uh, and also to give a space to ourselves. I keep saying when we came, we have, uh, we hold a very heavy back on our back and this is very heavy. We can, and when we take it 
off. Uh, we'd like to just to look after ourselves because as women, all I think this is in, in all over the world. Women didn't take care of herself. The all she keep say think of her husband, family, uh, her children, or whatever. And the last one she will take care of is herself. No, uh, it's a space here now to take care of ourselves. And also our partner, Trokra, would like to us to breathe and to load our voice even. Um, and as I told you, it's really, we find these spaces. They give us exercises, very good exercises for security, well-being and free spaces. And we, for sure, will will go back with this positive energy. We take care of ourselves, yes. And I think all women should take care uh, of, of uh, care of herself first but and to put herself a priority not the others not the children the husband the partner whatever yeah um, I'm really glad to have met you and I think those both those things are so important to to sort of talk to Irish women about what your situation yes. is but also to have the time to take care to reflect to think to just have some peace in your lives because it sounds like every day is a battle. It, every day is physically a battle, but also the, the mental battle that you have to take. I will tell you something about our life. You just uh, imagine, I'm the mother, just wanted to know where is the electricity will come in order to open the washing machine. When the electricity will come in order to uh, ha- to iron the, or to have, to dry my hair. Can you believe this? Or uh, um, when the border will open in order to allow my daughter to go and to travel outside. You know, my purpose now is to let my daughter strong like I am. I have a daughter. I'm lucky to have a daughter. And she's now studying uh, outside of Gaza. I do believe that she should have the chance to be out, to yeah. see the world. Yeah. Will to, she get that chance? Yes. Uh, I'm happy that she has that chance. That's yes, fantastic. Yes, yes. Yani, uh, as Mona said, I think that the worker woman in Gaza uh, also suffering more and yeah, more yeah, rather than the others because of the all the situation uh, that we are suffering all the crisis we have suffering from electricity crisis water crisis the salary cut crisis and honor yani all of this affected our life as Mona said for electricity sometimes you you can imagine that you have to as a worker woman you have to wake up at 2 a.m. Uh, to fa- finalize all the household uh, things. And uh, it, it, it may... To it, do your housework? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, because yes. someone who's working outside the home has to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to do all the stuff yes. in order to get out to do Because, you know, no. we have just the four hours. Out of the 24 hours. And if you are lucky, you will have six hours. These hours may be not continue. It may be two hours and half here and half there. So... You have to wake at 2 a.m. to, to finalize everything. At 6 o'clock, you have to uh, prepare the children for the school. At yeah. 8 o'clock, you have to run to your work, yeah. tile 4, and the cycle is gone. Uh, well, I think yeah. um, I'm so glad to talk to you because I think we can sometimes be very preoccupied with the feminist battles that we're facing, which are, are very different, but they're still important. But when, when we hear perspectives from other women in situations that are so much more extreme mm-hmm. and the battles that you have to fight just to live your everyday life. Um, it really is good for us to hear that so that we keep that international perspective in mind. So I want to say thank you very much from my heart for you both so coming in. So yeah, it's wonderful to so talk to you. And maybe you can keep in touch and after when you come back, we uh, if the phones are working or the electricity is <laughs> working, you can talk on the phone to us, to the Women's Podcast and maybe update us on how things are going. Even if the change is very slow, it's still really important thank and you. we thank you for the work that you do thank, thank you. you thank, thank you. you it's our pleasure to meet you 
And that's it for today. Thank you so much to our guests, Mona and Halla. It was fascinating hearing their stories and we're going to keep in touch with them for future episodes. Remember, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Acast and all good podcast apps. If you want to get in touch, we're on Twitter and Facebook at IT Women's Podcast or you can email us on thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com. Podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, and by Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. Until next time, thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 